Dreamsofamedia.com presents... When will I learn? The answer to life's problems aren't at the bottom of a bottle. <laughs> They're on Noiseland Arcade. With Craig WK. He's just a little shy because I've tried to kill him so many times. And Sean, the arcade phantom. An underachiever. And yet he seems to be... How should I put this? Proud of it? They're violent and they distract you from your schoolwork. Well, time to hit the books. Welcome. I am Craig WK, and with me, as always, Sean the Arcade Phantom. We're talking football! I am going to hit so many people. <laughs> yeah! Starting with my wife. Oh. Too topical of an NFL uh, joke? <laughs> yeah? No? Jeez, Craig. <laughs> Good God! You made that way darker than I expected. Woo! You're Holy welcome. Crap. You're uh, welcome. Today we are talking about Lisa the Greek. Sean, when did this episode first air? January 23rd, 1992. So in this dramatic episode, Homer bonds with Lisa over football, only for her to realize that he's only using her to gamble. Sean, uh, what kind of news do you have for us that was going around, going on around the 23rd of January in 1992? So January 15th, 1992, uh-huh. one of my favorite video games ever came out. Really? My favorite in this series of games, actually. Mega Man 4 came out. That's right. You, I, I, uh, you actually love the fourth title. That's your favorite. 4 is my favorite title. That was my I'm sick, let's rent Sean a video game game. It was always Mega Man 4. Play it when I wasn't in school, and I wasn't in school, so I was happy. I think objectively two and three are better, but I do really like four. Uh, that's the one that started with the... Uh, it's the first time you had the charge shot. Yeah, the charge shot, which is one of my favorite additions to the Mega Man series. And one of the greatest robot masters of all time, Skullman. Not Dustman? Dude, Dustman's dope. <laughs> don't don't knock Dustman. He's a vacuum cleaner. I love that he just kind of shrugs with his little icon appears. He's just like, I, I don't know. But it has the greatest robot master of all time. Drill Man? No, Pharaoh Man. He's not taking a shit from anybody. <laughs> Pharaoh Man, sweet. Pharaoh Man is a badass. <laughs> Everyone, do yourselves a favor. YouTube, oh, what is it? Pharaoh Man punches Mega Man? Is that what the video's called? Oh, I don't remember. I think it's oh, something sh- like that. It's basically like, all, it's Mega Man like st- from the cartoon stealing every like, robot's powers. He's like, no, I got your powers. And he beats him up. He steals a, he steals Pharaoh Man's power. He's like, no, I got your power. And Pharaoh Man just decks him in the face. It's hilarious. He ain't taking your shit, Mega Man. It's great. I love it. <laughs> so, Sean, are you... Are you, are you willing to go back to me giving you some very disheartening news? Is it not Mega Man related? It's not so Mega Man related, though it is related to something I spoke of previously. Oh. Mm-hmm. No. Don't be happy, Sean. This is not happy. So, previously we had discussed the 1988 explosion of the Pan Am airliner over Scotland. Do you remember that? Yep. Talking about that? Yeah. So, uh, it ended up killing around 270 people. It was the it was like the UK's biggest terrorist attack, like, I think, ever. You know, it's ridiculous how many people died. Uh, so, I, I had mentioned that there was a, a sort of a, the thought that, like, potentially somebody from around the area where we lived 
uh, had been tricked into putting the bomb into the luggage and, you know, going exploding or whatever. Uh, but around this time, the U.N. Security Council had uh, made a demand of Libya to turn over two suspects in the case, uh, Abdel Basset al-Maghari and Lamin Khalifa uh, Fima. Uh, who both worked for Libyan Arab Airlines. Uh, apparently, the uh, the UN had made some connections there and think that they had a big part, you know, to do with it. Uh, so, uh, y- quite a few years are going to pass before Libya even hands over these people. So, this is taking place in '92. Do you want to take a shot in the dark when they finally were brought to the UN and stood uh, trial? 2002. Good guess. 1999. Very good guess. Quite a few years later. So uh, I just added 10 years to the current year. I figured maybe <laughs> yeah, it'd be 10 years. Good, good shot in the dark, honestly, for this situation. Uh, well, FEMA was acquitted. Uh, apparently, you know, the, the jury found that they weren't involved. Uh, Meg, uh, uh, Megrahi. Megrahi? Meg Ryan. Uh, Yes, Meg Ryan was sentenced to life, uh, but was released after about 10 years due to compassionate release. Now, are you familiar with compassionate releases? No, go on. I had no idea. This is interesting. Compassionate release. Because at like, first I was like, well, they were let off on good behavior. They like potentially blew up a plane. Like This guy says that he was innocent the entire time you know, he was in jail, but a lot of people do, you know? I mean, you know, innocent people get put on trial, sure, but like, you know, I just thought like, yeah, that's fishy. Compassionate release is a medical thing. Oh. So if you ever hear somebody who's let go on compassionate release, it means that they had some kind of medical issue, probably that they were dying. I don't know exactly what the the fate of this person was. They may have already passed away for all I know, Uh, but they had served about 10 years of their life sentence, and then this compassionate release thing let them out. It has actually nothing to do with whether you good behavior or not. You could be the worst prisoner ever, like fighting people, not obliging the guards, all the stuff, and, and still get released. But yeah, that's uh, an update for a previous story we talked about. Uh, that was uh, uh, info that was going on. Not the results of the trial, of course. You know That came way later. Uh, but the fact that the UN had reached out to Libya about this uh, was in the Detroit Free Press at the time. Why do you like to bring me down? Uh, every every episode, you start off bringing me down. You want me to level with you? Yeah. You want me to level with you? I, I get sick enjoyment from bringing you down, Sean. Every day, you just bring me down. You and make me listeners. think the world is horrible. Oh, Sean, it's not that we think the world is horrible. <laughs> we know. It yes. always is and always will be. Yes. That's true. Anywho, so the episode begins. And uh, uh, we have the announcer talking about how there's going to be like six hours of football. Homer goes, bye-bye, belt. This is his belt one of my off. favorite, most iconic scenes in my brain. It is incredibly iconic. Homer with all these snack foods lying out and him dipping into all of them, putting them in his mouth and just like almost like it's almost like hypnotic how he does it. Like people have recreated this in like, you know, doing like uh, uh, like live action stuff. And so we have uh, Marge come out, and she's like, Homer, all these, like, salty fried foods can't be good for you. And Homer starts to, like, hiccup. And when Marge, like, get, looks at him funny, he's like, oh, little beer will put out that fire. As, you know, we're seeing there's some kind of blockage in his heart. wonder if that'll come into play later. Never. That won't ever come into play. Oh, man. That's totally foreshadowing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Interesting. Huh. Uh, so we have a an announcer come on, and uh, they they say it's Smooth Jimmy Apollo, who I think is voiced by uh, Phil Hartman. 
I believe so, yes. I believe it's Phil Hartman's also, voice. Also, Smooth Jimmy is smoking on the air. Yeah, he is. But this is the 90s. and Back then, it wasn't as big of a deal. It was still, like, into the 90s, I feel like it was starting to become a big deal. But, like, you know, at this time, I think him smoking a cigar was probably okay. Uh, and he says that he's right 52% of the time. I. Uh, and uh, so Homer calls up Mo because he wants to put a bet down. Uh, and so uh, Wiggum is using his little black book as a coaster, which I really appreciate. And uh, uh, Mo puts him down for $20. Homer puts $20 on Denver. We see in the, the, the book that Barney has $5 on Pittsburgh and somebody named Smitty has $12 on New Orleans. Are you ready for some football history, Sean? Go for it. Okay, so here we go. The announcer said that this was week eight of uh, the NFL season. Week eight of the 1991 season of the NFL. Uh, at that time, Denver and New England didn't play one another, like Homer mentions in this episode. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Seattle Seahawks, and New Orleans Saints won against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Smitty is the only one who actually won any money here. I. Uh, and though I uh, uh, though it's interesting to note, uh, Denver and New England both won those respective games. So technically, Homer would have won, but in the episode, he loses. Uh, well, it just further establishes Homer's hatred of the Denver Broncos, which he'll later <laughs> own. <laughs> that is true. Uh, and so Lisa comes in, though, and she uh, uh, wants to show off a modest studio apartment that she made with Homer. And it's actually kind of neat. It's like a shoebox apartment for uh, Malibu Stacy doll. And Homer doesn't care. At all. Yeah, well, he's watching football. I guess. I mean, like, I mean, there's no I guess. He does not care. But, you know, you'd think he could... Humor, right? She interrupted when he was watching football. I don't know. We're, we're going to get hypothetical for a second here. Sure, okay. Let's pretend I'm your kid. You're my kid? I'm your kid right in this okay, scenario. all right. And you're sitting there, and you're watching something you actually care about. Uh-huh. And I come in, and I'm like, hey, Craig, Craig, guess what? Guess what I did? What? I made this. It's for my G.I. Joe's. It's their bunker. If it was you, I would care, Sean, because I love you. Well, thank if it you. Was a, if it was a child of mine, I would not care because I don't like children. See, I sympathize with Homer in this scene. <laughs> Although, if it was a G.I. Joe bunker, that'd actually be kind of cool. Right? I mean, right? I mean, yeah, G.I. Joe's are awesome. I, I would have. That's what I should have been doing is making bunkers for G.I. Joe's with shoeboxes. I, I wasn't know. creative enough. Yeah, I me mean, neither. I just whined to my mother that I wanted more G.I. Joe toys. So I guess the commercial slash TV show, which was a commercial, was working. Hmm. So Lisa goes to Marge and she complains, you know, why doesn't her father ever show interest in anything she does? And this is something that uh, Lisa has been conscious of for the entire Simpsons series, you know, since season one. I like Marge's response here. Well, she says, yeah, she goes, well, have you tried to look like, you know, get into what he's into? And uh, uh, Lisa's like, well, I outgrew burping contests. And Marge is like, well, you know, 
sometimes we go to stores and you know I I you know humor them with the power tools or go to car chase movies and then she goes and some things I'll tell you about when you're older. What kinky shit is Homer and Marge into? Biting her elbow? I mean, yeah, we know he nibbles on her elbow. I guess that's the only thing I can think of. But I mean, she's into that. She is, but she's not about to tell her daughter she's into something like that. So but, Yeah, but it's yeah. something she's not into that she's doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah what are Homer's kinks? That's the, the ultimate that's question. That's the question right there. Uh, I believe it's uh, him sleeping in an, uh, what is it, an oxygen tent? Homer sleeps near an oxygen tent, which he believes gives him sexual powers. No, hold on. I guess that's only the half-truth, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, I, I love that uh, uh, Marge is washing Maggie in the sink, you know? Because you know, that's where you wash babies, in the sink or whatever. That's where we did, you know, when I was a kid and, and in the 90s and stuff. I don't know. Maybe there's different ideas now. But uh, I was I, washed in a bathtub. I wasn't treated like dishes. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's just so convenient, a little well, small tub. Yeah, she probably just threw you in there with the dishes and was like, I'm not cleaning this shit. I'll do it all at once. Honestly, you're probably right. But it's funny uh, because Marge isn't that bad because Bart throws his bowl into the sink and she's like, Bart! Uh, which I love. So, uh-huh. I have something that I would never bring up before, but I have to bring it up. Uh-huh. Because we started talking about their kinks. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Is this the episode where we find out your kinks, Sean? Uh, no. Oh. No, that's going to be private. How, so Patreon special. Got that'll it. be a Patreon special. But mm-hmm. I was like doing a little research. I was like, I wonder if Homer ever says what his kinks are. Uh-huh. So I started looking that up. Okay. And this needs to be brought up because I don't know if I've ever discussed it. Did you know there's a Simpsons porn parody? Oh. No. I mean, I guess I, I, I'm not surprised, but I didn't know Did there was. Did you know there's live action people in yellow body paint? Okay, that's just weird. It's fucking weird and disturbing. And I went down a dark rabbit hole. Oh, where boy. I read an article, and for those who want to learn a little bit more about this, Sarah Schneider on um, Vulture has an article that's called It Was All Yellow, reviewing the Simpsons porn parody. (laughs) And I recommend it because it is what a nightmare that porn parody is. Oh, no. It's all yellow. (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. Yep. So let's change the subject from that. (laughs) Yeah, holy crap. I could not believe that was real. (laughs) So so Lisa goes into the living room. I still don't believe. I mean, we're going to have to Patreon special that, right? So, (laughs) fine, prude. So, Lisa gets into the living room, and Homer's team is losing 35 to 7. Ooh, yikes. And she asks if she can watch the game with him. And Homer is like, all right, don't say anything and sit down over there. He's like, further, further. And basically pushes her to the end of the couch. And I love, uh, I, oh, who's the voice actress of Lisa? Uh, I'm trying to think of her name. Because I love her delivery Yardley here. Yardley Smith. Yardley Smith, thank you. Uh, I love her delivery here as uh, I, Homer's like, you know, 
uh, like, don't say anything. And then Lisa sighs, and he's like, Lisa, I can't hear the announcer. And he's, and she's like, she, she goes, she just, uh, uh, what did she say? It's like, he said Denver just fumbled. And he's like, oh. <laughs> I just love how much venom is in her voice when she says Denver just fumbled. And so we cut to outside. Bart's playing outside with uh, soldier toy soldiers, uh, which, do they make those anymore? The plastic toy soldiers? Yeah. I mean, I had them when I was a kid, but I don't know if they make them anymore. They're, I mean, they're in novelty things. I'm sure you could get them if you went to Cracker Barrel. Ooh, we should go to Cracker Barrel. I mean, I, I can go for breakfast. I mean, that should be a Patreon special, getting Cracker Barrel. <laughs> just, just getting Cracker Barrel. <laughs> so, uh, but I've seen them at Cracker Barrel before. Interesting. In fact, uh, Fallout 76 came with a board game in the collector's edition that had little Fallout versions like that. Oh, that's neat. So they were like little like power armor and little mutants. Oh, that's neat. I like that. Uh, so for those who don't know, they're just little green plastic set in their shape toy soldiers. So one might have a flamethrower, one might have a rocket launcher, things like that. One might have a pack of smokes. Oh yeah, they used to have one. Huh. But uh, my question here, uh, Sean, is it's October. We know it's October because it's week eight of the NFL and Bart's outside like it's a summer day. Springfield has weird heat issues. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because we will see... Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. They're walking uh-huh. without jackets. Very frequently. Bart... Is it Bart the Lover where he Homer makes the doghouse? I... Uh, I think you're right. But I know that in that episode, too, there's, like, winter uh, decorations in the background. Yeah, there's winter and there's rain. Yeah, weird. Simpsons, it's almost as if it's in a warm climate, but then weird things happen that show that it's not taking place in a warmer climate. You know what? Mm -hmm. The weather changes every day. What's that like? Michigan. Oh my God. Maybe it is. You might be right. Uh, Although, we're going to get to uh, an episode where maybe that is disproven. I'll get to that in a another episode uh so anyhow uh marge comes out and uh she wants to take bart clothes shopping and he's like mom my clothes are fine he turns around and like you see it's like ripped up and he gets like holes in his pants and stuff i'm gonna say something that i don't know if you'll say Mm -hmm. i used to love clothes shopping i think you're an idiot i used to fucking love clothing shopping because i went to sears and you know what sears had video game section and video games and you know what sears video games always had displays you could play sears is the first place i played super metroid sears is the first place i played turok the dinosaur hunter i'm sorry dude turok's dope it just has those monster controls thank god you cannot invert the new one (laughs) uh but yeah sears i used to go to get clothing and play a lot of video games uh my mom didn't take me to sears very often i think it was usually like a, a kohl's or something yeah Kohl's is all right. I mean, it doesn't have video games. Exactly. They did have toys, though. Did Kohl's? Not yeah. anymore, but they used to? They, they still have some toys, but they really? always had toys. Yeah. Interesting. In fact, a uh, really, really mean older brother story. Uh-huh. <laughs> my mom was shopping for something at Kohl's, and me and my brother were at Kohl's, and there was this baseball bat. And mm-hmm. I just kind of grabbed it because it was a soft foam bat, and I started hitting my brother with it over and over and over again. Uh-huh. Turns out. 
was yeah. a soft foam ball that came with the bat. <laughs> the bat was not soft. It was made of plastic. <laughs> I was just beating the living hell out of my brother with the plastic bat. <laughs> Good God in heaven. <laughs> yep, I was just beating the crap out of him. He was crying. I'm like, it's soft and foam. It's fine. It's fine. He's just being dramatic. Whack, 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 whack. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, your poor brother. God, no wonder he hates you. <laughs> oh, oh, that's... Good times, good times. <laughs> yeah, the best times. Uh, so, back to the, the Simpsons household, and we see that uh, it is now 55 to 10. Oof. And uh, Smooth Jimmy Apollo comes on, and he says, when you're right 52% of the time, you're wrong 48% of the time. And Homer yells, he's like, why didn't you tell me that before? That's a great line from Homer. I love that line, yeah. And... Uh, so the I uh, let's see. So we have the Miami Dolphins lost to the uh Houston Oilers and the Cincinnati Bengals lost to the Buffalo Bills. Uh those are some facts about, you know, the sports teams playing here. Uh and I love that Homer is uh going through uh, the the different shows covering football and the guy's like it's Big Jimmy's lock of the week and he's like ooh that's a big lock and he's like but I just don't know who I can trust anymore and uh, there's also the shoe in of the week yeah uh, and uh, he's like oh they both make a good uh, case and uh, also I love that Frank has an appearance yeah Frank has an appearance the Gambletron 2000 he's like Cincinnati's going to win by 200 points? Why, you worthless hunk of junk? He's just kicking the machine. Uh, and so Homer finds a, a hotline you can call. $5 the first minute and $2 for each additional minute. And when he calls, the guy's like, in the game of my, uh, I think it's Miami. My, ah, me. <laughs> Dolphins versus, and like, so. I, I love too that they're like the, it must the wind must be considered it's moving at five and Homer's like he's trying to finish his words he's like miles per hour and he's like knots and he's like oh and he hangs up the phone and do you know how fast a knot is? No, uh, how how much how fast? One point one five miles per hour. <laughs> so not too far off, but substantial enough. You know, yeah, time and a half. Time and a half. Yeah, uh, time and point fifteen. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so I... Uh, 15%, basically. Shut up, nerd. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Homer can't figure out who to bet on, and Lisa says the Dolphins. And uh, so uh, Homer calls up and puts $50 down on the Dolphins. He asks Lisa to pick. You know, she's not really sure, but she goes ahead and says it. Uh Mo then gets a call from Krusty the Clown, who puts $700 on the Rams, and uh, Mel bets $2,000 on the Rams. So... We want to hear the worst part. In real life, they lost to the new, uh, Los Angeles Raiders. So, if you listen to the director's commentary on this episode... Uh-huh. Yeah, this episode was written because the staff of The Simpsons had a horrible problem gambling on football games. Really? Yes. Interesting. Some of these bets are actual bets that they have made. Like the $2,000 one? When you have a show that's making you this much money and it's this popular of a merchandising opportunity, you're starting to roll in the cash and you're going to make some bets. Cripes. I mean, I love gambling. It's why I avoid casinos. 
unless it's Dragon Quest, and then I notice <laughs> 200 hours have gone by, and I've been in the casino this whole time, and I have a bunch of falcon swords for everybody, but mm-hmm. that sounds about right. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Do real casinos have falcon swords? No, I've checked. Oh. So Bart and Marge are at Oui, Monsieur, which is a uh, uh, French-themed children's clothing store. And uh, uh, Marge is, like, going through the clothes, and she's like, oh, this would look lovely. Oh, you're looking great in this. And Bart's like, do you know why these shirts are on sale? Because the kids who wear them get beat up. And Marge is like, well, anyone who beats you up for wearing a shirt isn't your friend. And I... Wait a minute. You beat me up last week for that shirt I had on. Mm Mm-hmm. Your point being? (gasps) Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) So, I... Uh, I love uh, too. It's it's a little sitcommy, but I appreciate it. Uh, there's a stack of clothes in front of Bart's face, and he's holding them. And then Marge is like, "Don't make that face at me." And he's like, "How'd you know?" Mothers have that kind of sense. Yeah, I, I felt that was pretty funny. And so uh, the Dolphins end up winning. I uh, now uh, as far as that goes, uh, the Dolphins actually in real life lost to the Houston Oilers, of course. Uh, but as far as that goes, I. Uh, 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 in this weird alternate reality, we have uh, Homer winning 50 big ones. And uh, when, you know, Lisa calls him out on it, he's like, you know, don't you want football to be more exciting? And she's like, what more exciting than the savage ballet that is pro football? And Homer's like, well, you know, when you go to get ice cream, don't you love it when they put hot fudge and sprinkles and those crushed up cookie things? Mm, crushed, crushed up, up cookie, cookie things. things. And Lisa obliges. She's like, yeah, I kind of get it. Mom's going to be so happy when she finds out. And Homer's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's not go crazy. There's no reason to get your mother involved. Yeah, she's got this funny idea that gambling is evil. (laughs) Even though the Bible says it's all right. Where does it say that? Eh, It's in the back somewhere. (laughs) Love it. So good. (laughs) And so I, I... Oh, actually, uh, uh, the uh, Marge hasn't had this uh, had a conversation with them uh, yet because they're still at the clothing store. Yeah, Sean, can you put a monitor in a children's dressing room? That's weird, right? You know, dressing rooms are monitored. Are they? They are. That makes me uncomfortable. It's to protect theft because that's where most theft occurs in stores. I'm gonna get it. But, like, you can also, you get naked in there pretty much. I mean, almost naked. And dressing rooms are monitored, and it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I don't like that. Uh, I feel like we're going to get into more porn if we keep talking about how dressing rooms are monitored, so we should move on, but the scene is too funny. Yeah, because this is probably one of the funnier scenes of the episode. Bart writes a sign that says, like, get bent or something, and, like, you know, whoa, we got a troublemaker, and the guys are about to, like, go deal with Bart, and the other guy's like, he's like, hold off. He's like, look what, look at this one. He goes, the other guy goes, my God, those aren't the socks she came in with. Let's move. And they throw each other, like, rifles or shotguns or whatever, cock the guns, and run off to deal with the little girl. They just murdered a little girl. That might be one of the the weirder segues this early in The Simpsons. They murder a little girl. I'm convinced. <laughs> Probably. She is shot dead, and then they take those socks off of her. She's not, because that's a, one of the same little girls that's in uh, either Bart or Lisa's class. I don't remember which Clone. one. Clone. 
All right. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. I. They murdered her. I mean, they look like they wanted to, that's for sure. So Bart's in the dressing room, and Marge throws open the door, and Bart's in his undies, and Marge is like, oh, we got to get you more underwear. And Sherry and Terry are getting an eyeful. One of them likes Bart. I don't remember which one. I think we bring that up every time we talk about Sherry and Terry. (laughs) So uh, there's a lot of grown men staring and pointing at Bart, which is a little weird. But I love that one of them is like, look at that stupid kid. Pretty funny. Uh, So uh, I... uh, Marge gets back home, and Bart or and Homer's had this conversation about you know how gambling's totally okay to Lisa, and uh, you know Bart Marge is like Bart's outside modeling his clothes for his friends, and it cuts to Bart in the car locked in hiding, and I, I think it's Jimbo Dolphin Kearney or is Nelson out there too? I think it's Jimbo Dolphin Kearney are shaking the car back and forth They're like you got to come out sometime uh, Simpson, and Bart is stuck in the car. I. Uh, the next scene, we have uh, Homer talking with Lisa, and he's saying that uh, football gets rid of the unpleasant taste of church in your mouth. I love that line, and I hate the unpleasant taste of church. <laughs> Terrible aftertaste. Terrible. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, Marge is talking with Lisa. Uh, that's right. She's in bed. And, uh, uh, you know, Marge is like, oh, did you did you bond with your father? And Lisa's like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, she asked Marge to untuck her in because dad tucked her in too tight. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm going through Sherry and Terry trivia, trying to figure out which one likes them because we bring it up all the time. <laughs> I always just assumed it would be one of those things we never actually, uh, uh, you know, confront. And I'm reading this trivia. Uh-huh. And I just get to the bottom of it, and there's they're triplets, and the third one's out for revenge. What? What the fuck is that? Bad writing is what that is. Fan fiction is what that is, friend. I will never find out which one of them likes him, but man. <sighs> Bad writing. Anywho, so uh, it's the next week, and we have, uh, uh, you know, Homer with Lisa again. And, you know, Homer's like, oh, I'm going to bet on him. And, you know, there's this interview and one of the guys is like, you know, uh, uh, you know, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. We're going to kick butt. We're amazing. Yada, yada. And Lisa's like, look at the fear in his eyes. He's a boy lost in a man's game. And uh, and Homer's like, you bet against him. And Lisa's like, I bet my college, my entire college fund. Homer calls up Mo and puts twenty three dollars on the New York Giants. Who lost? To the Washington Redskins in week nine. Uh, not the Philadelphia Eagles, though they did lose to San, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, who are pure of heart, uh, uh, Lisa says, because they put money on Philadelphia and the San Francisco uh, 49ers. So once again, we're seeing that things aren't really lining up here. Uh, oh, and oh, no, that's right. I. Uh, I. Uh, that's the other thing. I'm sorry. So the other thing, too, is the Seattle Seahawks had something to prove and did win against the San Diego Chargers. She says that the Raiders always cheat, uh, but they actually lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I love the line, too, because it's like in the episode, it's like the Raiders win in an extremely <laughs> suspicious, suspicious play. play. And it's funny, too, because uh, uh, around this time, uh, the Raiders would have just uh, lost Bo Jackson a few years before. So I'm wondering if Bo Jackson's incredible just might and power 
uh, getting Raiders like a lot of wins back in the day if the writers were thinking of that and were just like, oh, they always cheat because just Bo Jackson was carrying the team or something. Was he really carrying the team, or was that just a Tecmo Bowl thing? Bono's carrying that team. <laughs> Bono's carrying that team. <laughs> Bono's everything. Uh, and so uh, uh, Lisa wants to bond with Homer further. And so at a later unspecified time, uh, she goes to the library. Okay, so this scene. Uh-huh. I got to bring this up because it makes me laugh every time I see it. Uh-huh. We have a buddy who we've brought up a couple times on this podcast who works in a library. Tans. And I imagine that he has a sign that says the library, the hip place to be every <laughs> single time. Like, I've just imagined him at work and there's that sign that says the hip place to be. Wow, that sign's really working. And the, the librarian's like, it's a madhouse, Lisa. And they cut to this, like, one person in the library. Which is funny that even back in the, the early 90s, we were seeing a, a kind of a decline in, like, the library. Although from what I hear from our buddy, we you know, still have a, quite a few people that go to the library. Mostly older people, but, you know. Last time I went to the library was a very frightening time. Yeah? Yeah, they had just kicked a homeless man out for masturbating to pornography. And this is the pornography episode. My God. Wow, it really is. Yeah, they just kicked a homeless man out for masturbating to pornography on the internet. They had to call the police and everything. It was like a big thing. And the library was like right next to like a children's daycare it was like really awkward that is awkward that was the last time i went to the library because it's like i was i'm scared i'll stay on the internet use my kindle (laughs) you maybe made the right choice (laughs) so i lisa goes looking through the uh dewey decimal system which do they still do the dewey decimal system I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a librarian. Ask Tans. I guess we're gonna have to ask Tans. I should have asked him before this episode. <sighs> Hindsight's 2020. So uh, uh, Lisa goes looking through, and she you can hear her like mentioning what she's seeing in the card catalog. Uh, for those who don't know, the decimal system, Dewey Decimal System, is a system of finding books in the library. Everything's like coded essentially. What the hell's a card catalog, Craig? You mean the computer <sighs> you look things up on? So it's a, a big, you know, set of chat uh, it's like a big dresser with tiny little drawers and each tiny little drawer has all these little uh cardboard cards in them paper cards that have like the name of the book the description and then the code and how to find it in the library why don't you just look it up on the computer because you're a young little brat and you can kiss my ass and I just lost all of our young v- uh, listeners. So, <laughs> so I'm with young listeners. I'm hip. I've been drinking Buzz Cola. <laughs> <laughs> it's burning my tongue. Uh, so or the bubbles are burning my tongue. Anyway, uh, so Lisa mentions as she's looking through the card catalog, she's like, homoeroticism in, oddball Canadian rules. Uh, and then uh, as an aside, obviously the homoeroticism is just sort of a, uh, you know, homosexual joke. You know, haha. Uh, apparently, uh, there is actually, uh, of course, a Canadian football league, uh, which is not soccer, uh, actual American style football. And uh, tip the from what I found out, the the oddball rules are they have like a larger field size, huh? Also, the the goalpost, you know, the, where you do the kick, that's at the start of the end zone, which seems dangerous, right? Yeah. That's what I saw online. I don't know how true that is. I haven't done that much research into Canadian football. So uh, if, if there are any fans of Canadian uh, football, uh, CFL fans out there, 
It's, Let me know if that's true or not. It's weird that they have so many different like subsets of football because there's like indoor football. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know that much. Uh, but the other thing she says is Phyllis George. Are you familiar with Phyllis George? No. Phyllis George was Miss America in 1971. How is she connected to football, you ask? She went on to be a sportscaster for CBS in 1974, becoming one of the first nationally famous women to be a sportscaster. Hell yeah, good for her. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I mean, obviously she got popularity out of the very sexist Miss America pageant, but I mean, she went on to do sportscasting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? I'm going to back up to you saying the sexist Miss America pageant. Uh Uh-huh. Because it has been proven in recent years that they ask harder questions of people in Miss America pageants than they do people on presidential debates. So it may be a sexist thing to put women on parade, but you know what? They're asked harder and tougher questions. And those women, God forbid, they are awesome. There's a joke where they are asked questions that Donald Trump was asked and that was on The Daily Show. Uh huh. And they give legitimate answers when they are asked these questions live. I'm not saying that there's not plenty of bright and incredible women that go through these pageants. But at its core, you have to admit, parading women around in bikinis and fancy little cute outfits and judging them on their appearances is very sexist. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, what kind of monster would run over those pageants? Just walk into their dressing rooms whenever they want. Gross. Gross indeed. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I just had to bring up the, <laughs> those contestants. They got to go through a lot. They yeah. are No, no, awesome. I, yeah, I, so. I completely agree with that. I, I'm not saying that they themselves are not awesome. I'm saying the, the very the, the, I, the very notion of pageantry for women is a very sexist notion. Oh, yeah. Special child, child pageantry. That's just creepy. Mm-hmm. So... At this point in the the episode, uh, I don't know what week they're on. I I don't necessarily know for sure, so I can't keep up with the matches that are happening uh, because at this point we don't, they're not really giving us a good time frame. It could be week ten. I don't really entirely know. I uh, but so I uh, I uh, I really like that you know when Homer's like, oh, you always get the 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 right answers. At least it drops all these like football statistics. He's just like, my daughter says the cutest things. <laughs> Which is interesting uh, because it honestly almost reminds me of me and my sister. My sister's really into football. Like to this day is, is uh, and probably for the last like, God, I don't know, like 10 years or something, been really into football. She's, you know, does the fantasy leagues. She's into the draft. She watches all these games and stuff. And I don't. My knowledge of football and sports in general kind of ends in the like early to mid-90s. And then you know, I know little bits and pieces of maybe basketball these days or something like that. Maybe a little bit of football here and there, but not that much. So shout out to my sister who knows way more about football than I do. Which is funny that that's the same dynamic between Homer and Lisa to a degree here. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, their daddy-daughter days are going pretty well. Homer gets to Moe's Tavern, and he's excited to get his smelly money from Moe, $135, which would have been how much with inflation? $9,999. With inflation? I don't know if that's right. I'm I'm not doing the inflation. (laughs) Well, that's what, like like, 270-ish? It's not not a 50%... Inflation is it right now? I want to say it almost is. 200%? Let's see. Am I way off? I might be. 
I'm going to use an inflation calculator. No, let's, uh, while you're figuring that out. How much was it? Uh, $135. $135. My guess is like 270 almost 50%. I guess 400 since I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> Uh, so while Sean types that in, uh, Homer says that uh, you know most smelly feet were once disgusting to him, but now it's the smell of victory. And Mo's like, "Shut up!" And uh, yeah, you know, so Homer's riding high. Uh, got an answer yet, or am I jumping ahead? Jump ahead. Jump ahead. Got it. So Homer takes the the family out to the Gilded Truffle, which we've seen a few times previous in the uh, Simpsons, including uh, the last Halloween special. Uh, and Marge is like, well, you could have used the money to, like, you know, get rid of the termites we have. Wow, inflation is way less than I thought it would be. Uh, how much? What, what, what was your guess? 270, roughly. You're over. Am I? It's 83.4%. So it'd be $247.62. Well, I wasn't too far off. I'm, not, I'm, I'm happy with Price my Price is right. You were over. You Closer went off you. that mountain and you crashed down. Yodelehi, 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 hoo. If you ever say that again, I will beat the hell out of you on this episode, so help me God. Listen, you don't go with Price is Right rules? No yodeling on my shows. Spay and neuter your pets, kids. I... Man, that's a dated reference because Bob Barker hasn't hosted the Price is oh Right in years. Yeah, I was going to say I'm forever now, man. Uh, so, I... Uh, uh, they're at the Gilded Truffle. Bart and Homer are like, you know, giving this poor waiter just like, you know, hell. And he's like, charming. I do love Homer's line to the waiter of, where he says, I'm your waiter. And he goes, I'm Homer. I'm your customer. <laughs> it's just, it just reminds me of working retail so much. That and the, the Bart looking at the wine list and going, no, no, no. Bring us your freshest bottle. Which, of course, the older bottles are, you know, going to likely be better with wine, you know, age stuff. And the family laughs, and he's like, you know, charming. Haven't heard that one before. Stuff like that. And, yeah, it reminds me of working retail. It does. Like, all those jokes old people would make at, like, young cashiers. It didn't ring. It's free. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Hilarious, old man Jenkins. It's really funny to tell old man Jenkins you don't understand why it would be free. Everything has a price. Everything has a price, Mr. Jenkins, including the organs in your old, frail, disgusting body. Have a nice day. I thought you were going to talk about his soul for a second. <laughs> well, I mean, even the soul has a price. But that's a story for another time when we get to the episode oh, Bart Sells his Soul. Wait for that episode. <laughs> the listeners, if they haven't learned already, will learn terrible, dark truths about me at that time. So. They, uh, uh, Homer asks the, the violin player, uh, uh, you know, he gives him like a 20 or whatever and, uh, tells him, uh, to, to play whatever Lisa wants. And Lisa selects the Broken Neck Blues, which sounds like an amazing blues song, has an amazing blues title, but does not exist. It doesn't exist. Uh, well, it does exist because newer bands have made a song called the Broken Neck Blues. That's true. But it is post this episode. Exactly. It is in reference yes. to this episode. You, you are exactly correct. It is now a thing, but... I, I yeah. did a lot of research into the Broken Neck Blues <laughs> for quite a while. And it didn't pay off, which is bullshit. It's got a cool sound to it, too. It does, yeah. It really does. I When I started to hear that, I was like, I could stand to listen to this. And then, yeah. It's just really further funny. sign that Alf Clausen is an amazing, underrated person. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's absolutely great. I love Alf Clausen. So the playoffs have begun. 
and uh, uh, the sports announcers are making fun of a guy who's potentially suffocating because his pores are closed off from all the paint that's on him, which is an old wives' tale. That's not really a thing. Yeah. Do, do you remember what movie they used to say that about? Oh, uh, shoot, I do know that. What is they, it? They said the actress died when they had to paint her for a scene. Oh, uh, Goldfinger. Goldfinger, yeah. Yeah, it didn't turn out to be true, though. Yeah. Just an old wives' tale. Urban legend. So, uh... Although he is freezing his ass off. Yes, that he is. is not yeah. a legend. <laughs> yeah, he, this guy feels like death. So... I always thought body paint was a little weird for these scenarios. It, like in winter? Heck yeah. Like yeah. Super Bowl? Hell yeah. I mean, you know, there's definitely things I love, but I mean... If you're like, hey, Craig, do you love Earthbound? And I'm like, yeah, it's like my favorite thing ever. It's like, oh, you love that Super Nintendo game? Yeah, it's my favorite. Well, do you want to like paint your body and like go out half naked in the winter in order to celebrate it? No. No, I do not. No, but I Thank mean, you, you, you did put on that robe and start painting the whole town blue once. Blue, blue. They needed to be happy, Sean. Green, green. What are you, new? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I, so uh, just to give you some historical information, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs did win the first round of the playoffs. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys won as well, but they actually played the Chicago Bears, not the Kansas City Chiefs. So they're wrong about this. And it's interesting because they're around, like, like all the older episodes, or uh, I'm sorry, the older games, they probably could have made the changes in the dialogue to, like, make it work and, like, be accurate. But they didn't bother. But, yeah, they're about to call... Okay, I'm, I'm going to call the reason they didn't do that is because a lot of this is vocal and not shown on screen. Sometimes or sometimes it's shown on screen, but sometimes it's vocal. Mm-hmm. All those screen ones would have to be done months in advance. They probably That's wouldn't true. have known the schedule. They probably did this during season two. That's Yeah, that's very true. You're right. So... Unless they have a Back to the Future time machine... But there weren't any Schultz in these credits. The Schultz time machine. Didn't you have to be a Schultz member of the Schultz family to operate it? Yeah, you have to be a member of the Schultz family to use the Schultz time machine. I don't remember how we even started bringing that up in episodes. But I don't even think it was in the episodes. I think it was in Patreon. And we just kind of <laughs> just blended in so most in. of our listeners don't know what the hell it is. Even now they're just like, the Schultz, what? What kind of stupid inside joke shit is this? Uh, so Homer's at Moe's Tavern. And... Uh, uh, he's, you know, he's like, you know, Barney's like, hey, Homer, do you want to go uh, go bowling? And Homer's like, what are you, crazy? It's the biggest game of the year, the Super Bowl. And he's like, how about the week after? And Barney's like, well, my mom's coming in from Norway, but uh, uh, sure, why not? So Barney's mother is in Norway? So it's fan fiction-y. Uh-huh. Barney's mom is in the Naval Reserve. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's right. She is. Yeah. So were they stationed in Norway? She might have been stationed in Norway. Does America have a base in Norway? I don't think they do. Not Maybe one they that do. we know about. Fair we enough. We got to guard those missile silos that are hidden in Norway. <laughs> Fair enough. Honestly, with the Cold War, that actually probably was something. It probably was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I... 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 Next up, we we get to class, and Lisa's in, uh, of course, Miss Hoover's class. Ralph's talking about the happiest day of his life, and uh, we get to Lisa and her, her happiest day of the life. 
uh, of her life, and it's you know talking about you know watching football with her with her dad, and Miss Hoover's like, dear God, so is she exasperated because Lisa's talking essentially about gambling on sports sporting stuff, or because it's just football? Because she's talking about gambling, However, beating the spread or whatever. Yeah, beating the spread. However, I feel that's like super sexist because if a boy were to talk about that, she would have been like, yeah, whatever, it's football. I mean. Miss Hoover is not the best person ever. We know that. So yeah, I can see her being sexist. I mean, yeah, I mean, she is. Miss Hoover does learn times. that she can drive through red lights eventually because she's a teacher. <laughs> can we do that? I didn't know we could do that. Uh, so, I, uh, I. Uh, so back at the Simpsons house, I. Uh, Homer mentions to Lisa that, you know, they were all out of Malibu, uh, Malibu Stacy Lunar Rovers, and uh, he's bought all of the family presents. Interesting trivia about that. Uh, my grandfather actually worked on the Lunar Rover. Really? Yeah, he was part of the team that designed the guidance chips on the uh, Lunar Rover. Interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, maybe you did mention that yeah, before. He used to work for NASA. Weird trivia. Wish my uncle worked for NASA. Wait, your uncle? Grand- grandfather. Grandfather. Yeah, my one of my grandfathers was cool. One of them was cool. Anyway, let's so, move on. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so Lisa gets a bunch of Madeline Boo Stacy stuff. Uh, Marge gets Meryl, Meryl Streep's versatility, which isn't a real thing. I don't think anyway. No, but it's based on her acting range, which is she's a very versatile actress. I mean, Meryl Streep is pretty great. We're, she's amazing. She's actually going to be a guest star on The Simpsons sometime in the next few seasons. Yeah, she's going to be one of my early crushes on The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> and you're she's, just yellow trash. She's so good. She's so huh? good. She's really great in that episode. That's why I like bad girls. I could talk about this, <laughs> but we're going to move on. And hopefully never, ever have to discuss your fetishes again. Until the Patreon special. Yeah, I don't know why we're getting a Patreon special with my fetishes, but it's coming. It is. Whether you like it or not. I don't like it. <laughs> Good. I'm happy. My, Maggie gets bubble wrap, essentially, as she opens up a present and then uses the bubble wrap. And Bart gets a little soundboard. And it's like, kiss off, kiss off, eat my shorts. Or, no, it doesn't say eat my shorts. Kiss off. It's go a, to hell. Kiss my butt. Go to hell. Yeah. Kiss. Kiss my butt. Go to hell. Is it the only two lines? I, f- I thought there was a third. There's at least a third button, but maybe we don't hear it. I. Uh, and so, I. Uh, back in the the bedroom of of Marge and Homer's later at night. Marge is, you know, second guessing Homer. She's like, you know, what's uh, what's going on here? Why why are we getting all this stuff? And Homer's like, well, promise you won't get mad. And Marge is like, I promise I will get mad because I almost always do. And uh, uh, Homer's like, well, I've been uh, uh, gambling with uh, Lisa on sporting events and getting all this money. And she's like, Homer. And he's like, you promised you wouldn't get mad. And she's like, I promised I would get mad. Which I love their banter back I, I and forth. I love back and forth banter. And uh, he's like, you know, what's there to get mad about? I get to spend time with Lisa, you smell like Meryl Streep, and I got this, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, what was it, like a, a foot bath thing? A little foot massager. Yeah, a little foot massager, like aquatic foot massager. He puts his, like, you know, feet into a little, uh, you know, tank of water and bubbles, you know, run over his feet or whatever. And so, uh, I, you know, we have... 
Homer who's, you know, blows it off and he's like, everything's going to be fine. Nothing bad is going to happen. And the music hits a dreadful note. And we know something bad is about to happen. What could possibly go wrong? And so we have, uh, you know, Lisa is like, you know, uh, like, you know, Dad, what are, you know, I was thinking about we could climb Mount Springfield, you know, on our next Daddy Daughter Day. And Homer's like, yeah, you know, I'd love to, but I'm going bowling with Barney. And she's like, what about Daddy Daughter Day? And all Homer had to do at this moment was say, the week after we can totally do something together. But he does not. He says, the new football season's only seven months away. Lisa starts to cry, realizing that Homer is only using her to gamble. And Marge calls out Homer for his selfishness. And Homer feels like a heel. Bart, however, is pretty happy. He's got the soundboard, so he's doing okay. Kiss my butt. Kiss my butt. (laughs) He's like, once again, great present. (laughs) Lisa has a dream. And in previous episodes when dreams happened, it was very elaborate. The animation style kind of not changed, but the coloring changed. But those dreams are usually Bart's dreams. That's true, I guess. So maybe Lisa doesn't necessarily have those kind of dreams or whatever, but like, I don't know, I would have liked to see something like that, the coloring change or something, you know? Well, we get to see an old lady Lisa. I guess that's true. And so she has this dream where she hawks her third husband's ring, saying that she's been gambling since she was eight and hawking jewelry since she was 12. And so Lisa wakes up from this nightmare and decides that, you know, tells Malibu Stacy or Dal that this is all dirty money, all this Malibu Stacy stuff. Oh, shit. You know what I just realized? What's that? She would have hawked her pearls. Would she have? At 12? That would have been the jewelry she would have hawked. Oh, you're right. Because I can't think dark. of any other jewelry she would have. No, it would be. Unless oh, maybe in the few years until then she would get it. But yeah, it'd be her pearls. Yeah. Man. I don't think she's wearing them in the uh, the dream version. She might be, but maybe maybe they're remember. different pearls. I don't know. Uh, so, so you know, all these toys have been bought with dirty money, and so she rips off a Cory poster, which normally would be the end apartheid poster, but I guess she's ripping it off the wall. So you know, maybe it's good. It you know wasn't that one, and uh, she yells into it, uh, you know that she's getting rid of all of her Malibu Stacy stuff and. A swarm of little girls comes charging in. You know, Bart has to jump out of the way to safety. They come in like a swarm of locusts, take all the stuff, and Lisa is left with Malibu Stacy in her little tiny uh, uh, shoebox condo. Which is where we started the episode. It is indeed. Which is a nice little full circle thing. And I... you know, a little girl grabs the, the the little chinchilla coat or whatever that Homer was trying to bring as an appeasement present. And, uh, you know, he talks with Lisa and he's like, well, you know, like, yeah, okay. You know, don't you want to watch the Super Bowl with me? Didn't you have fun? And Lisa's like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, I had fun too. Let's go, you know, watch the Super Bowl together. And things are great. And then Homer's like, so, do you think Washington will beat the spread? And all the life drains out of Lisa's face. And in this moment, I feel really bad for Lisa. And so she tells him that, you know, she thinks that uh, Washington is going to win. And 
Homer's like, all right, Washington. And she's like, however. And he's like, what? However? What do you mean, however? And she's like, perhaps you know, my subconscious is, is filled with a desire for you to lose. If so, you know, the, you know, you should bet on Buffalo. And she lays it on the line. Uh, if Washington wins, Lisa still loves him. If not, if it's Buffalo, then she doesn't love him anymore. And also, these two teams are actually playing against each other in this Super Bowl, Super Bowl 26. I uh, so Super Bowl 26 begins and Homer's watching it, right? And he's and and we know that this is Super Bowl 26. I uh, yeah, because it's the 91 to 92 season. Uh, and uh, it's weird. They talk about how, like, this is being broadcast all over the world. And we see, like, Islanders watching it on the beach. That's weird. Yeah, that's kind of a weird joke. But there's a fun. The Simpsons, uh-huh. or the Simpsons, the Super Bowl was trying to expand other nations. That's true. That, I mean, that yeah. was a big thing in the late 80s. Yeah, that is very true. And so we also get a throwback here as it shows uh, France, an apartment in France. And we see Caesar and uh, Ugolin. The two Frenchmen who uh, harassed and uh, uh, mistreated Bart. Who aren't in jail and have a pretty sweet-looking apartment. But, you know who we don't see? Who? Maurice. <gasps> Maurice took the fall. Oh, Maurice. That poor little donkey's... He got, he's him in his red hat. He was sent to the glue factory. He took the fall. Oh, Maurice, no! Why? <laughs> Uh, also, they they start watching it. They turn up their noses and they turn the channel to Jerry Lewis because we hear him going like, "Live and wild, a nice lady." Which do you know why France loves Jerry Lewis? Because Jerry Lewis was funny. Kinda, but he wasn't like as funny as the French make him out to be. Yeah, well, the French are also French. You, you, you just gotta love them for who they are. You're French. I almost forgot. Yeah. You son of a bitch. You almost got me to love French people. Damn it. It will work <laughs> one of these days. Pull off the card that's in my uh, pocket of my shirt. Sean is French. <laughs> I knew it. Stupid card. I'll get you one of these days. So, so Lisa starts playing the saxophone while Homer's watching the Super Bowl. And he's like, every note is like a dagger in my heart. And so he goes to Moe's Super Sunday Brunch Spectacular. Do you know what's on that table, Sean? Uh, probably the best Super Sunday Brunch ever, right? It's going to be like chicken wings and pretzels. and. Got any other guesses? Um, pizza? Was Hamburgers? Your, was your next guess going to be Wonder Bread and a package of Oscar Mayer bologna? <laughs> no. That's what it is. And I love that Barney comes up and he's like, whoa, bologna. Man, fried bologna is delicious, though. I like bologna. I like bologna a lot. But I will say this. If someone told me there was a uh, a Super Sunday brunch spectacular and I showed up and it was a package of Wonder Bread and bologna sitting out, I wouldn't be too thrilled. Although if it was fried bologna, like Boar's Head fried bologna. Oh, <laughs> man. Covered in hot sauce, mayo. Oh. Well, you got to think. Boar's Head wouldn't have been around at this time. No, in fact, uh, a lot of premium lunch meats did not start until later in the 90s, mid, uh, probably mid to late 90s, if I had to wager a guess. That's off the top of my head. I don't know for sure, but I think that's the case. Oscar Mayer would have probably honestly been about the highest grade lunch meat around the time. 
Because uh, Boar's Head might have been a company at the time, but they certainly weren't national. Uh, neither was Dietz and Watson. Uh, there's quite a few premium brands nowadays, but back then, not so much. Uh, and so uh, uh, the sportscaster, though, is talking with Troy McClure. And uh, you might remember him. Uh, uh, oh, no, that's right. They don't say any of his other uh, movies, but he's going to be on a show called Handle With Care uh, about basically a, a cop living with a, an ex-con. And he's like, we're the original odd couple. And, and it premieres, coincidentally, after the Super Bowl. Yeah. And apparently the reason for this is because he was having trouble with the IRS. And that's why he took this crappy television show. Much like Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. He had trouble with the IRS, didn't he? Yeah. Is that why he takes so many crappy movies? Yeah. Hmm. Takes great movies. I would... Name a bad Nicolas Cage movie. You can't do it. Because he makes them great. He's amazing in that movie. But what about the movie itself? You enjoy Nicolas Cage's <laughs> nouveau shamanism. Mm-hmm. I think this is a prime time to uh, shout out that I... Uh, 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 you were, uh, uh, you've been a bit now, uh, you were on Face Off uh, on Last Action Podcast, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, shout out to Nicolas Cage in that movie. Uh, uh, so if you want to listen to uh, Sean on another uh, show, he uh, guest starred on uh, Last Action Podcast with uh, LPJ, Sphinx, and Hovercraft Joe. And I talked about my love of Nicolas Cage, because man, do I love the insanity that is the Rage Cage. Indeed you did. Uh, and so... I. Uh, uh, Homer is nervous about this, and so one of the barflies, uh, is it Larry, the guy with glasses? I never remember their names, but I love this line. He's like, what do you got riding on this game? He's like, my daughter. He's like, what, what a gambler. gambler. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, and so an incredibly lame Super Bowl uh, event starts. Winner Magic. And well, uh, no, I'm sorry. Aliens come out and they start singing uh, uh, "Rock Around the World Tonight." However, the actual—did you look to see what the actual 90, no. 1992 Super Bowl was? Winter Magic, and it was so lame. So, Super Bowl halftime shows have gotten really, really expensive and good, but they used to be really bad. Yes, they were. They used to be really, really crummy. Like, if you want an amazing performance, look up uh, Prince's Super Bowl performance. It is freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah. There are some really great uh, performances out there, but, like, in the old days? No. No, not so much. And, and the Simpsons will make jokes about it, because there's, like... Um, uh, the Thanksgiving episode. The Thanksgiving episode mm-hmm. where they have the halftime show, where it's... Uh, uh, it's the uh, uh, clean cut stylings of uh, oh, what is it? Oh God, I don't. You but you know what I'm talking I know what you're about. Talking of about like the they're like happiness to everyone or something. God, that's yeah, gonna kill me. It is. That's gonna bother me too. I uh, crab baskets. Anyway, so Bart is watching this event though, and he's like, "Come on, snipers, where are you?" Which might be one of their darker jokes. Asking for a sniper to come out and start murdering the people that are performing? Yeah, but you know what? I used to say that line every time something boring was on a sports event. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I said that all the time. That's funny. Also, I love uh, that the family's in on this. Uh, Lisa's like, what's the score? And Bart's like, you hate dad is up by a touchdown. (laughs) Great line. Uh, So... 
Uh, it cuts back to Moe's Tavern, and Duff Dry wins the Duff Bowl? Uh, and I love that Mo goes, eh, they wanted it more. Uh, but for those who don't know, back in the uh, uh, early 90s, they would do beer commercials, and there was like the Bud Light. Uh, the Bud Bowl. The Bud Bowl, yeah. And so it was like Bud Light versus regular Bud, and like all these different varieties were players and stuff, and... It was like animated so that the beer bottles would like throw footballs to each other yeah, and stuff. St- it was a stop motion commercial series that started in 1989 and it went throughout the 90s, but it wasn't every year. It was sporadic. Oh, was it? I thought it was just about every year in the 90s. You might have done a lot of research on football, but I went back and watched all the Bud Bowls. I mean, I'm glad you did because I did not. Kudos to you. I used to bet on the Super Bowl every year with my dad. Really? And I would also bet on the Bud Bowl whenever they had a Bud Bowl. <laughs> That's great. So I remember like watching a lot of those and getting mad at the Bud Bowl. Uh, that's great. And so it cuts through Springfield, and we see Church and uh, uh, Lovejoy is talking about how like you know everybody should be here in church, but they're instead watching this game. And the guy in the one of the few people in the uh, church is like, "Oh God, I forgot about the game!" and runs out the door. But we don't see Ned Flanders. Funny gag. But I mean, come on, what church is having service in prime time? That is weird. It's post halftime, so this is like 9 p.m. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, that's weird. Unless Springfield's on the West Coast, and then it's like 6 p.m. Still weird. Are they in Hawaii? Because that would be five hours. <laughs> I don't think that this would put it like 4 Hawaii? p.m. Still weird. Still really weird, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Time huh. zones exist, and they make things weird. <laughs> You're not wrong. Also, I- when we had all those shots of the world, it was always daytime. Huh. Yeah, it was. Time, it time zones be. are weird. People don't think about that. Yeah, I, you're right. They don't. I didn't think about that until we just started saying this huh. joke. Huh. Yeah, that France would have. No. Anyway. It's stupid. You're not wrong. So I love that I. 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 Uh, the announcer is like, if Washington wins, lo- they'll be looting and turning over cars in our nation's capital. Uh, uh, and so uh, Homer has everything on the line, and Washington actually wins. And uh, Bart goes, hey, you love Dad. And Lisa says, I suspected as much. And uh, Homer is super excited. And Moe's like, you didn't win any money. And he's like, maybe not, but for eight more years, my daughter loves me. Which would mean that she'll stop loving him at 16. Which at least is accurate on Homer's part. Oh. No, she she loves her dad. We will learn from her future vision that she loves her dad in the future. But there will be a cutoff at 16 as she becomes an angsty teenager. Yeah, but you know what? Maybe even earlier than 16 if it's like my sister. She loves her dad enough that she will leave the man that she wants to be with to go for her dad. Well, not go for her dad. That sounds weird. <laughs> I didn't we, think she we, was going to sleep with that? her dad. <laughs> Can I we reword she, that? She was going to support her family. That's better. Thank she, you. She's not, you know, That doesn't a make me uncomfortable. <laughs> grew out of a pot of dirt. <laughs> well, maybe she is. <laughs> she loves that dirt. That's some good dirt. <laughs> Store-bought dirt. I, I can't compete with that. The nutrients and stuff. And so... Mount, at Mount Springfield, the next Sunday, uh, uh, Homer is climbing a mountain with Lisa. Homer's not looking great, 
Barbie gets to see his mother, though, so that's yeah, nice. that's a nice ending. And uh, uh, they sit down, and Homer immediately just wants to go back home after they see the view. And that is the end of the episode. The relationship has repaired. Can I admit something about this episode now that we've gone through it? What's that? I had far more fun talking about this episode than I did watching this episode. I gotta say, this episode has some amazing lines. There's some kind of interesting trivia around it with all the football stuff. Uh, but I feel like this is kind of an awkward episode. Yeah, I have like kind of an awkward feeling when I'm watching it. Like, well, Homer is a selfish he's jerk. Losing her. Yeah, he is, and it's weird because like we just had an episode not that long ago where Lisa didn't know if she loved her father. Yeah. <laughs> We did. <coughs> Lisa's Pony. That's what that was about. That was what, like four or five episodes ago? Well, we're going to have Lisa the Beauty Queen coming up not too long after this. Yeah. I guess that's the writer's like thing. And they're like, okay, we can't write for Lisa. What are we going to do? Uh, she doesn't like homework because they're different. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's go to that. Pretty much. I mean, that's like, I. Uh, uh... You know, pretty much the, the, the name of the game, right? Is that, you know, I, uh, I, uh, you know, they don't really know what to do with Lisa. So they, the, in the season one, they made her de- uh, depressed. And like, that was kind of an interesting notion, you know? I, uh, but I mean, as far as that goes, the moving forward is basically just like, hey, maybe Lisa doesn't love Homer. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Oh, God. They even did it all the way in season nine with Lost Our Lisa. They did it another time in this. Goddamn season! What time? Lisa the Lisa substitute. Oh shit! There's another one. Why is that? Is that all they do? Is just Homer and Lisa are different? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's all I can think of. They they have done that so many times this season. I didn't even think of that oh. until just now. Yeah, so that's this not even as good as those other ones either. That's another reason this isn't as good. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I just brought myself down. Bring me up at the end of this. Yeah, right? So, uh, I mean, we, we do, uh, I mean, it is interesting that the Simpsons called that the Washington uh, uh, Redskins would uh, uh, defeat the Buffalo Bills in the uh, Super Bowl. That ended up being the case in real life. That's weird. Isn't it? It's another one of those Simpsons called it moments, but this one was years and years ago, and it's not as relevant now. But I... Uh, yeah, I mean, so, so Sean, what's your lasting impact for this episode? Because, to me, this is, like, one of a million of Lisa Doesn't Love Homer episodes for the season. So, my lasting impact uh-huh. is something totally different. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's because I went into the director's commentary, and this is uh-huh. about their gambling problems they got, because... It's more about the writers than it is about the actual characters. Do you, do you think, think this is... this is their outlet. I was going to say, do you think this is maybe one of the first episodes where they are, are sort of projecting themselves onto the cast? Yeah, I really feel this is. I mean, we'll get it a lot more like when they want to add another character to the show. Poochie, the rock and dog. do more clip shows. Yeah, that's true. We, we will get more references like that. But yeah, I can't think of, unless it's like just something they've never talked about... I can't think of a previous episode to this one where it's very, very clearly the writers are just kind of... Like, Matt Groening pulled a lot from his family and, like, his family true, names and true. things like that in Springfield, but this is, like, really the writers just saying, like, this is something we're dealing with. Hey, we yeah. all have gambling problems because we have money. And <laughs> I mean, when you're young and you have money, you don't know what to do with it. You do th- crazy things. Very true. I blew it on video games, and I never regret a second of that because I have so many great games. 
Oh man. So Sean, I tell you what, let's let's close out the episode. What is your quote of the episode? And when the doctor said I didn't have worms anymore, that was the happiest day of my life. Thank you, Ralph. <laughs> Very graphic. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so I, I think my favorite is a conversation between Homer and Barney at uh, after the, the Duff Ball. Barney looks to Homer and he goes, Hey, Homer, didn't you say if Duff Dry wins, your daughter loves you? Not Duff Dry, Washington. Okay, okay, they're both great teams. <laughs>